Isaiah chapter 40. We're going to begin with verse number 28, the last verse. Most of you probably will be able to quote it, but here's a little bit of context. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. Anybody thankful for that tonight? He never gets weary. He never lacks understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. The young men shall utterly fall. Notice, notice the, the phrasing in that verse. It's not a might. It's not a maybe. It's a guaranteed fact. I believe it's Proverbs that says, A righteous man falls. It didn't say a righteous man might fall. It says he falls. Prophet Micah said, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When? When? If you are somehow striving to reach the point in your walk with God and in your life that you never fall, you might as well give it up. You will fall. If Paul says, The things I should do, I don't do. The things I shouldn't do, I find myself doing. I think you and I might as well face reality. We will fall. But the good news is we can get back up. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly... That's not very encouraging. They won't just fall. They are going to really fall. (laughs) But, but, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint I want to talk to you for a little bit this evening on this this subject keep walking keep walking Lord, thank you for your presence that has swept into this sanctuary tonight in such a wonderful way. Lord, as is always the case, if we worship you, you respond to our worship, but it just seems like sometimes that that visitation is a little more significant, a little more intense than other times, and tonight we have felt you respond. We thank you for that. Thank you for the privilege being in your presence tonight not here to just go through the motions and punch a clock but we've come to encounter you and Lord our youth our young adults that are downstairs that are presenting themselves to you tonight that believe you're ministering there as well so all over this building tonight thank you for the work of your spirit Lord for those of us that are gathered here in this sanctuary tonight I pray that you would Speak to our hearts and our lives. Give us ears that would hear what you would want to say to us tonight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I, uh, I think it was yesterday morning, one of the things the, the media department here at the church works on is taking old videos, old VHS tapes, anybody know what those are? And converting them to, to digital so that they are available online. And yesterday, uh, Jalen sent me a clip of a video that they had converted or were converting. It probably was already converted. And there's two different clips. One of those clips, and kind of the primary reason I guess he sent it to me was, was uh, we had a guest. Anybody remember Dennis Lewis? I remember him in the late, uh, probably late 80s, ministered here. This was back in the Orange Auditorium. How many of you were in the Orange Auditorium? How many of you have heard of the Orange Auditorium? The Orange Auditorium, that is not hyperbole. That is not a, it was, it was orange. It really was. The pews were orange and fact, if you're, if you're not really familiar, let's just take a little walk down memory lane. About over there where the glass doors were, the platform was that way. The chairs were set up, fanned. Um, so it was, uh, it was a service, and Brother Lewis was ministering, and um, he, uh, he had called me out. And um, uh, a lot of younger pictures... Um, Nathaniel and I favor a lot, and uh, probably would suspect the same because my hair was about as long as his in that one back in the day. Uh, I had pretty long hair um, <laughs> for a season, uh, and so he was prophesying to me, whatever. But but as he uh, as as that continued, and once he had said whatever to me that. And the, back in those days, the camera was probably about where that camera is, actually, but facing that way, one camera. And uh, the, the, the camera did a, a, a pan shot, of kind of went left over here and all the way you could see the wall. And, and then it went all the way back across to the other side. And, and I've watched that clip uh, probably five or six times now partly because every time I watch it, I recognize somebody else. I'm thankful to tell you that in watching that clip, there's, there's some people that are here tonight that I recognized in that clip. It was probably in the late 80s. I, I saw Brother and Sister Gross in that clip. Um, of course, he's not with us anymore because he's finished his race, but... But uh, Brother Whaley was in that clip, and um, Brother Ron Richards was was in there on the platform. In fact, Brother Grossbach, he must have been in town or for some reason because he was already on the mission field. But he was on the platform in that in that clip. But I could I could Brother 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 Mike McGurk, I saw you in that that clip. Uh, spotted my right before service this evening watching it one more time I spotted my wife and my mother-in-law and um, brother and sister Sharer in that clip brother and sister Humphrey are in there 
Brother, Brother Vernell Sr. is in there. And what was so uh, neat about watching him is, is uh, I, don't, I don't know if you've ever seen Brother Vernell when he goes to pray for somebody, but there's just, there's, he has a way where he just kind of, just, he kind of, and I, that was 30 plus years ago, and it was, it was identical <laughs> to what he does now. Hand on the head looks the same exact way. But unfortunately, I will tell you, there was a lot of people, a lot of people, some in that crowd that I didn't, most of it was all from, from the back of the head, some of the people more on the sides, you could see the side, but a lot of them was just the back of the heads. And so there was, there was some people in that crowd that I, I didn't recognize, but then there was a, there was a number of people. I could start calling some names that I know several folks in this place tonight would recognize those names right off the top of their head. I mean, people that in that service, in that moment, were very engaged in what was going on, whether that was just their own personal response to to the altar call, there's a couple people that I saw ministering to people, laying hands on people that they're they're not in church anymore. And and can I tell you that I think one of the things that separates the group that is either already made it to heaven or those of you that are here is simply learning to just keep walking. There, there is, and for years, I don't know how much you've ever done it. This is a very commonly known verse. I've said it so many times, especially the last couple of years, after I really started paying attention to the context of this verse. But, you know, you... you I think there's still a Christian bookstop shop in Pasadena, but that's about the only one I know of. Uh, there, there, of course, a lot of things are things of the past. But it seemed like to me, especially when there was a Christian bookshop in Annapolis and go in there every now and then, it seemed like you could, you could pretty much guarantee that somewhere in that Christian bookshop there was going to be this beautiful mountainous scene with an eagle soaring and that verse would be on there. Right, right, right. And, and, and I don't know about you, but I've, I've, I've sort of pondered for years that verse and, and the, the, the order, the sequence of that verse. And, and, and what is the significance of that? And I've heard through the years different explanations that seem to be good and, and right. And, and, um, but, but I feel like in the last... 24 hours or so as some of this has just churned in my spirit. I, I feel like I have a little fresh new perspective and hopefully it'll, I hope it'll help some of you tonight as well. There is a, in, 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 in most situations, when you read a list like this, a sequence, there, there is a progression 
you 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 essentially start with the 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 least important or the 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 least significant or the simplest and and you progress from there so therefore it would seem that the way this verse really should have been written would be they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength they shall they shall walk and not faint but they also will run and not be weary and then they will mount up on wings that's that's i mean is that not what happens except for the flying part um is that not what happens in the life of a human being you 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 learned to, I mean you you as far as moving around goes you learn to crawl or some babies learn to scoot <laughs> but you you learn to crawl and and then you then you start to begin to learn to walk very unsteadily but you begin to learn to walk and and then at some point you progress that that child progresses to a point of being able to run not not very fast in comparison you know to an adult but there is this this progression that takes place and yet the the prophet Isaiah says if you wait on the Lord and 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 understand that that word wait is not just simply waiting twiddling your thumbs that that word wait one of the one of the definitions of that word wait can be to intertwine yourself with so you are you are actively engaging in the presence of the Lord. It's not just this your mind is wandering and you're you're disengaged, but you are focused and you are you are waiting, you are doing what is necessary to encounter the presence of the Lord because the promise is if you do that you will renew your strength. But then then he says if you wait on the Lord, you're going to renew your strength, but here's what's going to happen. You will mount up with wings as eagles. And then it seems like he, he takes a, a step down because, because flying is, you know, I mean, that's kind of more spectacular than running. But then he goes from there and says, not only will you run and not be weary, but then you're going to... You're going to walk and not faint. You see, we spend so much time trying to run. And we definitely want to spend some time soaring like the eagles. Because that's where all the excitement is. That's where the adrenaline is. Soaring with the eagles. But, but think about it even in, in regards to being born again. So just as there is that natural progression in the life of an infant, that there really is a similar thing to me that happens when you are born again. When you are born again, you kind of start off soaring with the eagles. You get baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, and it is like the best thing that's ever happened. Man, I had the privilege once again to, I don't do a whole lot of baptisms anymore. There's so many capable, qualified people that do them, and, and it's a wonderful thing. But Sunday morning, I was asked to do one, and, and, and I baptized a young man. And I mean, I, he was just lingering in the water. I mean, just lingering in the water. 
because he was feeling something. He, he was experiencing something that was so wonderful and amazing. And, 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 and finally, he kind of came to. How many, anybody here, and I realize those of us that were born and raised in church, it probably wasn't quite the same experience, but any of you adults here tonight, that, that when you got baptized, got the Holy Ghost, that man, it was just, it was like you were on cloud nine. Got, I got a bunch of hands. Man, anybody go to, you went to work the next day, you won't believe what happened to me. Well, I got the Holy Ghost. You got the what? I got the Holy Ghost, and guess what I did? What'd you do? I spoke in tongues. You did what? Yeah, I spoke in a language I don't understand. Are you sure you were at church? Wow, man, so awesome. And then, and then, and then if you stick around long enough, you start to you start to run, man. I boy, I want to whatever God's called me to do, whatever. I mean, I'm I want to be in the ministry. I want to. So I mean, you you go from that soaring, but now you're running. You're going all after it. But the problem is, you at some point you got to just slow down and walk. The, I think the sad thing is. For many of us that have been through all of those phases, it's really not so much different still. Some of you may not really know this, and that's a, probably a lot of ways a great thing. Some of you are aware of it. You, you could, there, there are so many different conferences. I'm talking about as a part of the United Pentecostal Church. Not necessarily an organizational conference, but one that is, you know groups or departments that are a part of the organization are doing, districts are doing, that you you could you could you might ought to be able to find one every week, actually. I don't know, maybe not quite. And I, I enjoy going to conferences. I there there's several conferences through the years. I mean for years we every summer went down to Apostolic Conference in Mississippi and man just powerful moves of God. And I've been to Youth Congress most of my life since I was a teenager every time it happens and I've been to other conferences and man you go there and I'm telling you what you feel like you are soaring. Young people go to youth camp and you spend a week soaring the eagles we come to pause man we soar i mean we 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 go beyond where the eagles go sometimes at pause and call to war wow we we're like out there where the 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 rockets go man and the problem is we have some people that are soaring junkies And they're looking for the next time that they can soar with the eagles. And then, and then what happens is we, we go to a conference, we go to some kind of camp or some kind of meeting, and the Spirit of God is moving in a powerful way, and we soar with the eagles, and then we want to go back home, and we, are, we got our mind made up, we're going to run. Boy, I'm... reality settles in and too many people don't learn how to walk and not 
faint. In the New Testament, the Bible says, Be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Now that's in the New Testament, so it's Greek, and the Old Testament is different. So if you look up, i just just being transparent with you, if you look up the Hebrew definition of the word faint here in this verse, you're not necessarily going to find this. But in the New Testament, when the English word faint is used in that verse, it, it, in essence it means if you don't give up. Be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you don't give up. So would you permit me to sort of borrow that for this verse? They, they shall walk and not give up, not quit. There's some people in this place that tonight the enemy has worked overtime in your mind devaluing the significance and the amazingness of your willingness to just keep walking. You watch people, they get all motivated to run and they blow by you. You feel intimidated, you feel that you lack significance, except it's kind of like the old story of the tortoise and the hare. Just keep walking. Years ago, Bishop, I believe it was in the, uh, the, the gymatorium before it collapsed, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty sure that's the building we were in at the time. But I, I, I recall, I don't know if anybody else will remember this, one service, I don't remember whether it was a Sunday or a weeknight service. I don't remember. I just remember there was a service. Bishop got up and, and uh, he said, he said, I have three messages tonight, and they're not, they're not connected. But I have three different thoughts that I feel to share. I don't remember what two of them were. I don't mean that facetiously or whatever. I'm, but I remember one, and it is stuck. Because one of those three messages, he talked about the difference between church and reality. <laughs> Not, not that what we do here isn't real. Not that what we experience here isn't real. But it's not the reality we live in every day. Come in, for a, especially sometimes a Sunday night is oftentimes where we kind of, that's when we... If, we, we have a tendency at times to get the craziest. Is on a Sunday night, we have a blowout service. We have maybe some guest preacher and, I mean, uh, preaches. I, that Sunday night, Brother, uh, Brother Thomas was here for B2SR. Just powerful service. Great move of God. Great things happening. And, man, we are soaring in this place. But you wake up Monday morning, and it's a whole different atmosphere. It's a whole different experience. I, I don't mean this negatively, but get up tomorrow morning all by yourself, and, and if you're by yourself, it won't matter if you can sing or not. So that's the good thing, as the Bible said, make a joyful noise. So if you sing and you're not a good singer, it's okay, just as long as it's joyful. He wants a joyful noise. You don't have to be a good singer. 
But the chances are, it may not be the case, hopefully it won't be the case, but the chances are you get up tomorrow morning and go find your, your, your secret place where you spend time with God each morning. So when you go find your secret place that you spend time with God every morning. We're just, that's a given, I'm assuming. <laughs> I don't care what time you do it, but sometime before you get going into your day, you need some time with Jesus. I don't care if you do it before the sun comes up or if the sun's already up, but, but before you really get into your day, you need some time with Jesus. I'm not going to tell you how much time you need. I'm not going to tell you it has to be an hour. I, you just, but you need some quality time with Jesus. You get up in the morning and you, you, start, you, you just start, You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. You, you, might, you might feel something. But I'm going to just be real with you. There's a chance you're not going to experience what we just experienced here tonight. Because there's a different dynamic. We, we are in a different relationship when we gather together. And, and we, we, we can't just live off of soaring. And we're also not going to live running. In fact, I propose to you tonight, and I'll get to it a little bit more here in a few minutes, but the majority of your time in your walk with God is going to be spent simply walking. The problem is, a lot of folks don't know how to come off the soaring and the running and then just walk. Enoch did what? Walked with God, and he was not. Two people. I guess you could, if you want to count Jesus' translation, but... He died and rose again. Two people were taken off this earth and didn't die. The second in the sequence in Scripture was Elijah. But the first is Enoch. And God decided that Enoch was not going to see death. Not because he spent the night in the mouth, or not because he spent the night in a lion's den and stood up for his right to pray. Not because he killed a a giant. Not because he survived slavery in Egypt. Not, Not because he did some great miracle. Not because he had some great accomplishment like so many others did in the Bible. He simply walked. I, 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 I love the moments of soaring, don't get me wrong, and I love those moments of running. But I'm telling you, we've got to learn to just walk. On Wednesday, when life is not going the greatest and the work week's been a challenge and family's got a little bit of issues going on and, and things aren't going the greatest, you've got to learn to just Just keep walking. Cherish the moments when you get to soar with the eagles and relish the times that you're running and not getting weary. But at the end of the day, you just, God's just looking for you to walk with Him. 
And you read through Hebrews chapter 11, and by faith Abraham, and by faith Noah, and by faith Moses, and by faith all these others, and by faith these people that are not mentioned by name, but you, you know who they are because of what is said. And, 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 and in the midst of all of that, by faith Enoch. And he had this testimony. And he pleased God. How did he please God? Just, just walked. I'm trying to be unkind this evening with what I'm about to say, but I'm, I'm just trying to make a point. I, I would venture to say some of you that have been around since as long as that video I referenced, there, there were probably some people that you could see in that video that at times you saw them soaring and you felt very intimidated and the enemy got on your shoulder devaluing your significance. Look at them. Boy, they're soaring with the eagles. And the and, and problem is they, they soared. Had legitimate, real encounters with God and the Spirit of God. But, but they, wouldn't, they wouldn't just walk it out. They wouldn't just walk it on a daily basis. I'm sure there's plenty of others, but this is just one that that came to mind. Samson knew how to mount up with wings as eagles. Man, he knew how to do it. He he he. One point he slayed thirty Philistines. Another point he slays a thousand Philistines. Another time he some one guy one guy manages to get three hundred jackals and light their tails on fire and one guy goes and picks up the city gates, carries them away, but at the end of it all, Samson said unto the Lord, unto the lad that held him by the hand, Suffer me that I may feel the pillars whereupon the house standeth, that I may lean upon them. Now the house was full of men and women, and all the lords of the Philistines were there, and there were upon the roof about three thousand men and women. But, but behold, while Samson, that beheld while Samson made sport. And Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, Remember me, I pray thee. Strengthen me, I pray thee, this once, so that I can soar with the eagles one more time. (laughs) That I may at, at once be avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. Or let, let me have let me have one more opportunity. To run. What about those moments, Samson, you should have just been walking and not encountering Delilah and not messing around with something you had no business doing? What, what, what about those moments? Those, those soaring moments that you had were pretty amazing. You, you, man, Samson, when it comes to soaring with eagles, you, you set the bar high. Yeah, come on, come on, come on. Wow. Samson, when it came to just, to just walking, 
didn't do that part so well. Go to those, those conferences and, and, and we soar, we're challenged, we're vision, all this great stuff. We shout and scream and holler. And, 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 and then we come back to the reality where, where it's got to be lived out. The fulfillment of God's purpose and plan in your life is not going to be lived out while you're soaring. It's going to be lived out when you're just simply walking. I mean, in a, in a lot of ways, it's, it's like this, this, this social media world that we live in. I mean, my, my just, today is a perfect example of it. Today is my grandmother's 94th birthday, and she came by. My mom brought her over to the house the other day, last week while... Elizabeth and Jacob and James were still at our house and, and, and to get, I mean, that's five generations. That's crazy. That's just, that's amazing. It's crazy. I mean, five generations. I mean, if, to have your grandmother, your great-grandmother, and your great-great-grandmother all in the same room is just, that's just mind-boggling. I mean, I met two of my great-grandmothers but barely knew them and barely you know, and, and my my aunt posted a picture today Nathaniel had taken, and but but what you don't see is all the pictures where my grandmother was holding James and he was screaming his head off. That's that's not the one that was picked to show. I mean, the one that was actually used because all of them he kind of didn't have the best of faces for her for some reason, but but it was the least of them. And that's what some of you, you know, you, 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 you spend too, I, I just felt rebuked. I'm going to have to rephrase that. We, we spend too much time comparing ourselves in our walking to those who are in their soaring moments. We're we're in the middle of just simply walking and not giving up, but but we we're, we're our 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 Instagram feed is everybody that's soaring. The 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 problem is this, and I don't mean this to sow skepticism or whatever. I, I just I'm trying to make a point here. The problem is you you don't see them in their walking moments. And unfortunately, a lot of times we find out people that seem to really soar well with the eagles never learned how to just just walk. Watch, watch this. This is, this is pretty interesting. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12 verse 1, says, it, it is not expedient for me doubtless to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. He's saying it's, it, it's, it really is not good for me to boast or brag or for me to say something that would be perceived that way. So he, verse 2 says he, says, he says, I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago 
Whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth. Now, 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 before I keep reading there, if you study out this verse, there's actually a few translations where the translations specifically say Paul's talking about himself. But if you study out and read some of the commentaries, it's, it's, pretty, much ex, it's pretty much accepted that Paul is talking about himself here. But in light of verse 1 where he says, it's, it's not good for me to glory or it's not good for me to boast. It's not good for me to tell you the visions and revelations the Lord has given me because if I do that, you know, you, you're going to think I'm bragging and trying to lift myself up. So, so he, he goes on to speak in essence in the third person to say, I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell or whether out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth such an one caught up to the third heaven. And I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth how that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which it is not lawful for a man to utter. That is soaring with some eagles right there. I mean, you get what he's saying here? He's saying, you know, I, 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 I've had some dreams that that were crazy, but they were just dreams. I knew they were dreams. I was in my bed. They were dreams. But Paul is, what Paul is saying is, this actually may have been more than a dream. He said, whether whether in the body or out of the body, I'm not sure. Only God knows. But he... He, he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable. So, so what Paul is saying, if I'm understanding this right, Paul is saying it, it could very well have been. This was not just a dream or a vision. This, this happened. Wow. That's a... People in this room tonight that have had some awesome, powerful spiritual encounters in your, in your walk with God. I'd venture to say none of us in this room tonight have had anything quite to that level. Whether whether in the body or out of the body, I, I don't know. But notice notice what notice what verse verse uh, verse verse two says. He says, I, "I know a man in Christ above fourteen years ago." <laughs> that that was. It was an amazing experience, Paul, but, but, but now watch this. Watch what he says in 2 Corinthians 12, 23. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in labors, more abundant in stripes above measure. I, he's saying there's, I've, I've been beaten too many times to even count them. In prisons more frequent, in deaths off. I, I knew a man who one time, 14 years ago, got caught up 
into the heavens, the third heaven. I don't know if it was a vision or not, but, but I knew a man that had that experience. But, but what I've experienced more is labors more abundant, stripes that are so many I can't count, prisons more frequent, and, and deaths oft. Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. There thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeyings often. I, I, I had a vision one time, but journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of of, of robbers, in perils by mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among vaults, brethren, perils. Not only did each peril have multiple times, there were multiple perils. And no, I'm not saying pearl with a southern accent. Crisis. Hardship, adversity, suffering. Many times I had these things happen. I, boy, I had one time where I was caught up into the heavens. But let me tell you what I've dealt with a lot more often than soaring into the third heaven. In weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Anybody, anybody can enjoy that third heaven stuff. Anybody can stick around when that's happening. That's why, that's, why, that's why so many churches and even some apostolic churches, every service has got to be this major ordeal. Because if people don't soar three times a week when they come together, what are we going to do? I've said it, it's been several weeks at least since I've said it, but, 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 but I, there, 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 is, there, there is some intentionality to why we do Thursday night worship the way we do it. There are churches, you can come across churches online, apostolic churches, that, that there, there's no difference between their midweek service and a Sunday night service. They've got the whole worship team, they've got all the musicians, they've got all of it, and I mean it's just as, just as high as the other service. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that but I'm telling you why we do what we need to do. Because we need to make sure that we don't come and worship just because we're soaring. We need to know how to walk in here when there's somebody just on a keyboard and we're just going to walk some. 
Nothing wrong with the worship team. I love it. I appreciate it. We, they do a great job. No, nothing wrong with that, obviously. But, but we need to make sure we know how to just walk. Can we just, without all of the extra voices and the extra instruments, can we just simply know how to say, you're worthy of it all, and, and, and enter into that place of His... Can we, can we... We did it. Yes, we can, but, but we need to make sure we can do that. I don't know, maybe some of you have said it, maybe you, you, it happened before I was pastor, and so you said it to Bishop or somebody else, but there have been several times now through my, throughout my time of pastoring that guests have come to services, and, and I've met them after a service, and, and I've, I've heard something along these lines. Wow, I felt something here today that I have never felt before. The bar when I was younger, and they'd come meet me, and somebody and introduce, and they tell me that, I'd walk away, and I'd be like, "Yes, boy, we got a new, we got a new church member." <laughs> I mean, if you just felt something you've never felt before, and it was so awesome, surely you're hooked. The problem is the 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 draw of that feeling only lasts so long. Weddings, wedding ceremonies are a wonderful thing. Whatever level, whatever scale you do it. I had a very unique week. The week Nathaniel and Mila got married, I actually performed two weddings that week, one of them being uh, Nathaniel and Mila's. But, and, and what a beautiful wedding setting and ceremony and 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 evening God and hundreds probably three hundred people there and just a wonderful time and but earlier in that week down in the chapel with about fifteen to twenty people and just the couple no bridesmaids no grooms stood there and performed a wedding ceremony the people in the chapel were married just as much married as the people out back on the slab. <laughs> Nothing wrong with all the pomp and circumstance. All that stuff is great. You can do as much as you can and have at it. The bottom line is all of that wears off. Which is why in some form or fashion when I do a wedding ceremony, I talk about part of the purpose of this thing is on those days when you're not feeling the same way you're feeling at this altar right now. It, not not every couple is quite as expressive as others, but it. I mean, sometimes that that the the, uh, the that wedding on Tuesday, I'm standing there talking, and 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 first of all, it was it was pretty much it was one person I think in the audience that was a church member. All the rest were family of the two people getting married, and and um, again, no other no other wedding party, no music for the processional and all that stuff, and so I was. A little bit out of my element to a degree, and and I'm sitting there going through the beginning part of the ceremony, and and I promise you, those two people didn't know a word I was saying. <laughs> they were they were in such la la land. They 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 we. I think I could have snuck off, and everybody else could have walked out, and they would have had no idea they were standing there by themselves. I mean, it was such a just a sweet, wonderful moment. 
And I'm just telling you that it, it's not like that 24 hours a day. So I know Nathaniel and Mila don't know that yet, but they'll find out. There, there, there comes a point you gotta, you, you gotta walk. All that fluff and all that whatever, where you, you just gotta, you gotta walk. I'm, 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 I don't know if I'm teaching, preaching, or just talking tonight. I don't know. So whatever it is, I'll just say it this way. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to some people tonight. Yeah, yeah, you have stumbled and fallen so many times. Paul said he was beaten so many times he couldn't count it. Some of you have fallen so many times you can't count. But would you do me a favor for a moment? Would you do me a favor for a moment? Would you just pause for a moment right now and just kind of soak in where you are right now? You're, you're still walking. You fell, yeah, but you're still walking. You're probably going to fall before the week's over with, but you're going to get back up and, and keep walking. Enjoy the moments where you get to soar with the eagles and enjoy those seasons where you're running Again, I've said it before with this verse many times, but if, 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 I, if I were to try to run, assuming I was healthy, I'm still having some knee issues and whatever, but assuming I was healthy, um, I, I could try to run full speed around the perimeter of this, 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 these chairs, and, and, and I, I might be able to get a couple of laps, but I promise you after a couple of laps, the speed is going to start decreasing rapidly. And, and we might have to be real generous after a few minutes to still call it running. <laughs> but I, I promise you, and a, a bunch of you could say the same thing, I am, I am pretty confident that if I, just, if I wanted to just simply start walking this auditorium around these chairs, I could do it for hours. I haven't been able to run for weeks. There's a, a pickleball life course. Pickleball life, of all the times, there's a pickleball life course. I can't play pickleball. But I heard they have one more week. So I might just have to Join the life course for one night. And I might regret it when it's over with. Going on probably six weeks, I think, now since my, my knee started bothering me. I haven't been doing any running for six weeks. But you know what I still can do? Still walk. May not be able to walk very fast, but I can walk. Soar with wings as eagles. Run and not get weary. Walk and not faint. But really in the sequence of what the prophet Isaiah said, it's soar with wings. Run 
But then the ultimate is, is learn to walk and keep walking. John chapter 6. This is so interesting to me. We all know 666, the mark of the beast. So John 666. John 6, yeah. So look at, look at 666. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Pretty appropriate verse for 666. Notice, who? Who is it talking about? How many times did Jesus speak to multitudes? Multitudes gathered to hear him speak. Multitudes gathered to to see what miracle he might perform for someone or in fact what miracle he might perform for them. And at the conclusion of it, they all went their separate ways. Many times multitudes would gather out of curiosity and go their separate ways. But this, this is not multitudes. From that time, many disciples... Not the twelve, but, but they, were, they had followed Him long enough. They had been around long enough that they, they weren't just the multitude, they were disciples. They, they had been around long enough and demonstrated enough faithfulness and desire that they're now classified as disciples, but the problem was they, they didn't keep walking with Him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will you go away also? And Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom are we going to go? We, we started walking with you when you told us to follow you, and we're, we're just going to keep walking with you. Because you alone have the words of eternal life and we believe and are sure that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You you know why? Can I say it in the context of this tonight? The reason some of those disciples decided not to keep walking with Him because they were all about the soaring. Imagine what the soaring was like when he sent them out by twos. He said, you go cast out devils, you go heal the sick. And and they all gathered back together to give all the testimonies of what had happened. Now, I guarantee you, man, they were, they were on some serious ad- adrenaline rushes. You, oh, we, you, one of them's telling their story about some demon they cast out, and, and the other guy's waiting for this guy to be quiet so he can tell. And they were probably all, you know, the stories were probably getting bigger and bigger and bigger, you know. Oh, if you think that was something, man, this, this person got healed. Of, oh, really? Well, well, man, this person got healed of that. They were, whew. They were all right being disciples when everything like that was happening. They were all right running a little bit when, when everything was still going in a direction they wanted. But, but unfortunately, things reached a point that, that they weren't willing to. And they, they, they wouldn't just walk anymore. Notice it, it didn't say they, they went back and wouldn't soar with him anymore. 
Doesn't say they wouldn't run with him anymore. We, 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 didn't, we didn't sign up to just walk. Walking's not as much fun as running or soaring. I, I am trusting and believing and anticipating more moments of soaring in my walk with God and my ministry. I believe, I trust, I hope that there's more of those moments in the future. I look forward to those days where I am running. I was, I was on the phone a couple of weeks ago with, with Brother Shelton. We were just chatting, catching up a little bit. He was, he was sharing with me about some, some, he didn't call any names, wasn't breaking any confidences with anybody, but in just generalities he was talking about some pastors that, that had reached out to him and had been in communication with him about that same time that some of them were just, they, they were calling him like, hey, is it okay if I resign my church, if I, if I quit pastoring, if I give up ministry? I'm just, I'm, I'm tired, I'm weary, I'm discouraged, I'm frustrated. And, and I was on that phone call and I'm sitting there listening to him and I was in a really good place. And I was sitting there, and, and I, 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 don't, I, I believe I can say it, I wasn't, I wasn't doing it in like a self-righteous way because I had been in that place before, so I wasn't being judgmental of whoever he was talking about, but I just, I remember as he's talking to me, I'm like, man, this is really great. I don't feel like that. And I'm not calling you because I feel that way. Man, I'm running right now. Can I tell you that in the last week or two, every time I've come to this pulpit, I have wondered what in the world am I doing in the pulpit? Because <laughs> I haven't been soaring. Sister Gross, I haven't been running. So you know what? In the last couple of days where I've been feeling like those people that were calling Brother Shelton, but I haven't called him. <laughs> I've been telling myself, you know what, it's, it's going to pass. It's going to pass. I, I realize I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to wind down here. I'm not sure how you wind down from first gear, but I'm going to wind down <laughs> I realize that at the end of the book of John, that, that, that John says that if everything Jesus had done and said, if all of it was recorded, there, there wouldn't be room for the books to record. I, 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 I get that. But I also believe that Jesus and the disciples we're not living off of Red Bull, five-hour energy drinks, going from one miracle to the next miracle to this crowd and that happening and dead raised and food multiplied. I don't think they were. I think there was a good amount of time they were probably just kind of sitting around. 
twiddling their thumbs. <laughs> but wait, what, what, do we, what do we leave our nets for? What are we... Jesus, what's, <laughs> what's, what's next? <laughs> the problem is we read, we read those four Gospels that cover, for the most part, they cover about three years. And if we're not careful, I think, I think we read them and are thinking this is, this was 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So what happens for you and I when we're sitting around sometimes not running, not soaring, and the enemy shows up and says, what's wrong with you? I thought you were spiritual. I thought you were sold out. I thought you were called. I thought you were anointed. I thought... I am. Well, if you, you say you are, but I don't see you soaring. I don't see you running. Yeah, but I'm, I'm still walking. And I'm going to keep, I'm just going to keep walking. Those days where I feel the energy and excitement to run, I'm going to run. And those, those opportunities that I get to be caught up into the third heaven and have these amazing, awesome, powerful spiritual encounters, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy every second of it. When all of that settles back down, I'm going to walk and not quit. In, in, in reading through, starting, as I've mentioned a couple of times, and reading through the epistles again and doing it in the Passion Translation for weeks now, there are, needless to say, in, in, in Paul's epistles, there are some pretty, just read one of them to you a few moments ago here, there's some pretty powerful, awesome things. We read about the armor of God. We read about we wrestle not against principalities and powers and all. And 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 there's some there's some other things scattered throughout Paul's epistles that are that are like that that I think you can categorize as soaring with the eagles. But what has really struck me the last several weeks as I have been rereading the epistles and again especially in a in a translation that puts things more in modern day English what has really caught my attention is how much of Paul's writings under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost were dealing with practical exactly. everyday exactly. things exactly. That's exactly right. I mean practical everyday things. Whether that's practical everyday things in the context of husbands loving wives and wives respecting husbands and how parents treat their kids and fathers not exasperating their children to how bosses ought to treat their employees. 
and how employees ought to treat their bosses. Abstain from fornication. Don't lie. Don't cuss. Don't cheat. Don't. In a lot of ways, I think the majority of what you read through Paul's epistles has to do with just simply how you walk. We, we want to spend our time in the soaring and the running. Rightfully so. Way more exciting. At the end of the day, he says, Well done, thou good and faithful. You're not faithful by your soaring, you're not faithful through your running. You're faithful by your consistent walking. It's not about how fast you walk. My wife has this strength. She's not in here, so I can talk about her. She's teaching downstairs tonight. She's got this weird thing that happens. When we're like in a setting where it's just walking along, strolling, she has like this fast pace. I'm like, what, what is that? We, we have nowhere to go. We're not in a hurry to get someplace. Why are you so? But then when we need to get someplace and we are in a hurry, it's like, uh, excuse me. I got to run to keep up with you when we've got no place to go, and we've got some place to go, and you won't keep up with me. It's not about the pace. This is a race. We can reference what we're involved in spiritually as a race. But you know what is so wonderful? This race that I'm in, this spiritual race, I'm not racing, Brother Barr. Nope. I'm not racing, Sister Boyer. I'm not racing, Shane. He that endureth to the end. The race is not to the swiftest. Not to the one that can run the fastest. I just, I got to make it to the end. I, I, uh, I, I had, um, I really am wrapping up now. I had uh, a couple weeks ago, I had the first round of some, some shots in my knee. It's not cortisone, but really it's, it's kind of like cortisone. So it wasn't anything all that major, but I had the second round yesterday. And so for the afternoon, I went home <clears throat> to just kind of take it easy for the rest of the day and make sure I didn't undo anything that was done. And so in, in the course of trying to... Uh, kill some time since we're not on the media detox anymore. I um, wasn't overly spiritual in that moment. There's some, there's a couple of, uh, if you're ever looking for something kind of interesting, I, I'm not a big history person, but 
when it's done in an entertaining way, I like to learn. And there's, uh, there's, there's several sh uh, shows on the History Channel that um, they, it's, it's the, deals with um, oh, the, the names of them are completely escaping my mind, but uh, it's the food that built America is one of them. And there's others like that. And uh, so they give the history of, like with food, they give the history of very commonly known fast food restaurants and things like that. And so I came across one yesterday. It was, it was the Titans that built America. And some of these well-known men like Henry Ford and Mr. DuPont and Mr. Chrysler, Walter Chrysler. And what was, what was so amazing and, and I noticed this in the, the food one. <laughs> but Brother Barr, these guys, they weren't content to just make their product and sell it and make money. All of them were consumed with this desire to dominate the others. They, they, assuming it's accurate and true, when they went to build the Chrysler building in New York, they asked Mr. Chrysler, why do you want to build it that tall? And he said, so that you can look down on GM from it. And then Mr. DuPont, who bought into GM, comes along, and they were getting ready to build the Empire State Building. He says, if you'll build it taller than the Chrysler building, I'm in. Driven to outdo Mr. DuPont was driven to take over the auto industry and outdo Ford. And you know, what is, what is, what is one, of, one of the many wonderful things about your walk with God and my walk with God and your ministry and my ministry? Success is not at all determined by how you do versus how I do. Exactly. How I do versus how you do. Success is determined by do you walk with God on the path that God has laid out for you. And if others walk what seems to be a more glamorous path, so be it. But at the end of the day, God's just looking for you to keep walking. Father, I thank you for the precious men and women of God that are in this room tonight. Lord, some that are a part of us that aren't able to be here tonight that have been watching online. and Others that aren't able to be here or be online that will watch in the future. I pray that you would strengthen, encourage uplift. Lord, I pray that you would help us. I don't think we ever fully silence the voice of the enemy in our lives, but I do believe what we can learn to do is properly respond. So I pray that you would help us that when the enemy comes along and when we are faithfully walking and not fainting, not giving up, and he begins to point out those around us that are running faster than we're walking and points out those that are soaring while all we're doing is walking, that you would remind us that at the end of it all, you said just, 
us to walk and not faint. Lord, that faithfulness that somehow Enoch achieved of just walking with you every day, help us to strive for that. We appreciate, we look forward to the moments where we get to soar with the eagles and those seasons we go through where we have the strength and the energy to run and not be weary. But ultimately, Lord, you're just you're looking for us to walk. Walk faithfully. Give us the grace and the strength. Give us the determination. Lord, like Peter said for the other apostles, where else is there to go? What other option is there but to simply continue walking with you one day at a time, one step at a time? In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Look forward to seeing you over the course of the next couple of days, different settings and situations. In Jesus' name.